0: No, good morning actually. Sorry. (laughs) It's a bit bit early. So, uh, for me, uh, uh, my name is Jide. It's a privilege and an honor to be up here to share. And uh, it's really good to be here, actually. It's really good to see you all. And, uh, you know, some will say that, you know, it's actually been a while since I've been up here to share. a message of communion, uh, um, and uh, some would say it's been a minute, you know. Uh, it's been a minute, you know. And uh, some would say it's been, you know, a while, a long while, you know. But I, I, I come from uh, southwest of Nigeria, and uh, over there, we would say that it's been three days. <laughs> actually, yeah, it is, you know. It's been th- three days. and The response to that is actually that it's been more than that, you know. More than that, you know. And uh, I'd like to borrow from a brother to say that, you know, this is like a big Bible study. And uh, we're going to look into what it means to be blessed. What do we mean when we say that someone is blessed? Yeah, we may say, Brother Paul, Paul, Paul is blessed. What does that mean? You know, Rebecca, we may say, Rebecca is blessed. You know, also so and so is blessed. What do we mean? You know, because from man's perspective, we think of it differently. You know, culturally we tend to associate it with something like prosperity, some would say, or perhaps an abundance of a resource or something else. There's usually something else. You know, we say, that person, you know what, is blessed. You know, and uh, good to have some kids here as well, you know. They are also a blessing. Families are blessed, you know. And what tends to happen culturally is that we would elevate certain people because we regard them as blessed. We might respect them just a bit more. Might even try to befriend them. You know, okay. Let's 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 try and get creative. A good way to illustrate that is that let's look at someone you know in the world in 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 the world that we might say is blessed. Someone that we might say is blessed. Okay. I thought about and said, okay. You know what? Bezos, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon. He's you know people will say that he's blessed. You know, according to analysts and people who do who do um, those kind of figures and data, you know, they reckon that is worth a hundred and forty-three billion pounds. Pound sterling. Not in Naira, you know, even that, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> the quite <one>. big <laughs> not naira, you know. Pound sterling. 43 billion of those stuff. Let's say that for whatever reason, randomly, just randomly, you know, it decides that, you know what, he's going to give away 1% of that. You know, 1%, so he's still got the 99%. So he's not going to kind of, you know, miss that much. You know, it's still a lot. So he's not going to struggle to pay his gas bill, electricity bill, or cancer tax or, you know, you know uh, service the car, go on a holiday, just 1%. So that 1% is 1.43 billion pounds. Now, we're still being creative, right? So kind of like a window spending, right? Okay, let's say that he said, you know what, I'm going to give this to one person in every country in the world. One in every country, one person in every country. So we know that there's about 200 countries in the world. So that means he's going to share it equally among 200 people. And each of those would get 7.3 million pounds. he might be tight a little, but Bezos is not gonna struggle with his regular bills. Mm. You know, he can still afford his little escapades into upper atmospheres and stuff like that. So let's suppose that you get to be the person that gets the money for the UK. Mm-hmm. Now people will say, would people say that you are blessed? Yeah. 7.3 million pounds, that is a lot of money. And what would tend to happen is that your phone is going to ring a lot. <laughs> a lot, you know. And question is, what, what, what would happen next? Yes, decisions that you would make or those around you. whether they know you or whether they are actually distant. But what does God say about being blessed? Beatitude is a word that has its origin in Latin. Betus means translates roughly to be blessed or to describe a state of God-inspired blessedness. The message today is taken from the book of Matthew. Matthew. So we're going to actually start in the last part of chapter four. Chapter 4, verses 23 to 25. And then we're going to go into chapter 5, 1 to 16. We're going to I'm going to read from the New King James. It's subtitled. Jesus heals a great multitude. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond Jordan. And now we start on chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and told them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We're going to read the last part as I go on. So that is the word of the Lord. Let me pray. Father, Lord, we thank you so much. It is a privilege to be called yours. We thank you for the grace that you've given us to be here in your name. We thank you for the text, Lord. We pray for your grace. We pray that you will speak to us. We pray, Lord, that you prepare our hearts. We pray that your will be done. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. So there is a backdrop to to this. So we start on the last part of chapter four, where Jesus heals a great multitude. At the time the Jews were living under the, the Roman occupation. It was oppressive. The taxes were oppressive, and the tax collectors who had the authority of the Roman emperor, they were unscrupulous. Whatever that they said, their word was the law. You couldn't appeal against it. You couldn't fight against it. And for the majority of the people, they were struggling. Faith-wise, it was a very crushing blow because you have the Roman emperor who regarded himself as being a god, ruling ruling the people of God. Imagine, they serve the almighty God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They've seen the miracles. And now you have this man, puny man, saying that he was a god. There is no doubt that they sought political independence. They wanted to be free. The cry for freedom, it is ingrained in every heart. Wherever there is oppression, injustice, There will always be that cry for justice, for freedom. And they sought comfort in the only thing that they knew, their faith. Because when all else fails, we've been there. When all else fails, times are hard or whatever, you know, crazy times. Where do we go? We rely on God. We rely on our anchor. We've seen it throughout history where 9-11, atrocities, all kinds of things happened. People flocked to the churches. They need answers. All the people, all the things that they had faith in, belief in, all of those things are shown to be powerless. God's people wanted a deliverer, a Messiah. as prophesied. So Jesus came. We read his teaching in the synagogues, breaking down the messages of the scriptures, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, teaching them about what has come and what is to come. He was healing all kinds of sicknesses, and all kinds of diseases. It was meeting their physical and emotional needs. In a way, you could say that it was it deconstructed the physical in order to point the gaze of people towards the spiritual God. The physical was all that they could see, all they. Could